13 minutes after 8, we're talking about uh, the kind of arguer you are, are you a confrontational kind of person? How do you deal with having to interact at that level? Uh, we'll also look at it in terms of relationships and marriage. In fact, according to marriage and family counsellor Dr. John Gottman in scienceofpeople.com, 69% of relationship conflicts are solved or are never solved. 69% mm. are never ever resolved. That means we often uh, are having the same fight over and over and over again because we don't deal with it. Mm. Dr. Gottman had uh, contact, conducted more than 40 years of research with more than 3,000 married couples. He calls these unresolved issues gridlocked. Gridlocked issues are common topics that come up for a couple that cannot be resolved and typically uh, dissolves into a nasty argument. The top five issues couples fight about are free time, mm. money, housework, physical intimacy, and extended family. Sure. Yes. So let's talk about uh, confronting issues, resolving issues. Or are you the kind of person uh, that, like many uh, 69% of conflicts in uh, relationships never being resolved because I don't want to confront you. Hi. Or there's an elephant in the room mm. and we're not actually getting to the root cause. It's so mm-hmm. awkward. I-, I could never be that person. I, I could never walk around with a thing in my chest, hey? It's it's best that it's out there and 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 we talk about it. Yeah. Like, but but also I think. Is that not why you're single? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe actually it could because be. people can't handle it this honesty, be. you yeah. know. But I think when we when we confront issues, I'm never the person to start like being loud or. Mm. or you're gonna you're gonna converse about it. Yes. Mm. Yes. And then what um, happens when you are with someone who is not a confrontational person yeah. who will avoid fights by any means necessary? But you see, an argument doesn't have to lead to a fight. That's my thing. It's all about, I think, a manner of approach. And and yeah, we, we can argue with, without fighting. Please welcome educational psychologist, psychologist Dr. Sepiso Matenji. Uh, what's up, Doc? Good morning, family. How are you guys? Hi. Uh, we, 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 we are good. How are you doing, Doc? I am very, very well. So when we're thinking about how a person is an arguer, we're actually looking more in terms of how we relationship together, yes. how we communicate, how we resolve issues, and the, how the style that we choose to be able to conversate about the issues that are important to us. But when we are having that conversation, we move from focusing on our own issues only to trying having some kind of a conversation, which means we are supposed to be able to listen to each other. But if we, we're not able to listen and we're not able to listen to each other, we're actually doing competitive listening. So try to have a word in and somebody comes back at you, it's a back and forth, and no one is actually listening fully and appreciating what the other person is saying, why they're saying it, there are reasons for it. So we're just going back and forth. And basically that's what the argument is about, that we are not hearing each other and whatever emotional content and whatever reasons and factors that are contributing to the trigger, to the fight, um, we're not being listened and we're not being resolved and it keeps escalating to the point where we're calling each other names. So perhaps as part of the argument, uh, before we even enter it, we have to be looking at the fact that are you actually in a space in the right space to make an argument? Now look at your patterns before. If you have been the kind of person when you want to make the argument, it's about you, 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 Mm. and you want at some level for both of you to find a way, and then you want to focus on the issue. So think about do we play the men or do we play 
the game, okay. right? If you are going to focus on me, the other person is likely to also dig in and focus on themselves. Mm. If you're going to focus on what you are doing and I'm criticizing Fresh all the time, Fresh is also going to want to give me feedback about it. But if you focus about the it, the situation, the problem that we have, then it at least says it's not about our egos. It's not just about how you feel about it and how I feel about it. It's about how we need to make the best picture, the best resolve, the outcome that is going to be uh, come out of the conversation. So part of what makes it difficult for us to argue constructively is because of we are staying in our own ego state, our own space where we feel I need to articulate what I feel without necessarily making it about the issue to resolve it. So, for instance, Pearl is the, the, the first one to say this meal is cold. Pearl is the first one to call you out in your relationship. I'm the last one to complain when the meal is cold at the restaurant. I'm the last one to want to confront Pearl and we're in a relationship. How do we argue or confront constructively when, when we're polar opposites? Yeah. Both of you are actually not helping the situation because of you being quiet. You're not asserting yourself. You are also not advocating for Pearl. You are sitting there passively letting a problem happen. You might look like you are conflict averse, but actually you're being passively aggressive because in your silence, the problem festers. And you're going to find that even though I'm going to be complaining about the cold soup, I am also finding the fact that we don't really do very well when we are in bed. So I'm not even able to broach the subject because of you are always quiet. I'm not happy with how your mom talks to me because you never engage with the issues. You are quiet on the outside, but on the inside and in between us, you know that there's an issue. Now, on the other hand, with Pearl speaking out, she may be overtly aggressive, confrontational, right? And calling a spade a spade. She's also not necessarily helping because of in her aggression in her approach it makes her take all the air time without necessarily coming up with strategies to solve it or necessarily coming up with ways that will not make me feel like i need to pull away so either way those styles of arguing are not healthy they are also not resolving the it in the situation they're not resolving the problem so how do we get to the it okay so when we want to get to the it it is actually about how what are the issues that are so you're trying to remove your ego, your, your fragile ego out of it. You want to look at what are the things that are important? What is the outcome that I want to achieve in this situation? What would resolve it for me, for you, but also in terms of our own big picture? So let's think about this conversation with the soup, right? Yes. We are aware that if I speak to this um, um, waiter, yes, she, the waiter is not the one that made the food, mm. Right. So if I'm going to address the issue and I tear the waiter apart, it's going to escalate the problem. She might, she might just spit in my soup. So the style that I'm going to be approaching when I'm speaking to the waiter has to look at the fact that she is actually just the middle person. Mm. And if I want to resolve the issue, is, actually, is she actually within the power to correct it? Perhaps maybe I want to raise the issue with the manager. And when I am doing, am I trying to get the waiter, um, um, what do you call, um, fired? Am I trying to get the person who's cooking at the kitchen fired? Or am I trying to get an issue about quality of service and then and you, you as the manager being able to manage that situation properly? Am I also trying to attract attention to me? Or am I just wanting to resolve this issue in the most conducive and courteous level that I want to? Now, all of those things, whichever way I react, says a lot about me. Now, if I want to be rational, I want to make sure that I'm not going to get Mamina Kamahara Sopoyaka, but I also don't want to get somebody fired, but I need to register my point. Mm. I would call the manager aside and actually talk about the fact that, look, this is the situation. Can you just have a look at this and that and that and that and actually focus on the facts without attacking the character 
of the restaurant, the manager, the waiter, and the cook. I focus on the issue at hand. What mm. are the effects? What is the thing? Somebody else can taste the same soup. They will feel that it is not okay. Now, that makes it easier when the issue that I'm discussing, Brafesh, is soup. When it's about personal things in the relationship, in the marriage, it is very hard because those personal things, our emotions, are intertwined with it. It's mm. very difficult to extricate yourself from it. So let's look at the example of you and your mom. The fact that you are always giving your mom money, and we have agreed that we don't have the budget, we want to buy ourselves a house. And when I raise it, you get marakim mewak. Yes. I know it's your mom. So it's very difficult for me to raise the issue about your mom and for you to actually defend what you're doing without necessarily being personal about it. So that becomes the challenge. But actually, before we're going to talk about your mom, we're going to have to talk about how you and I are relating. So the it is not going to be the mom first until you and I are actually on the same page about how we are communicating the issues that we are prioritizing. So we can't go to your mom because she is actually much more removed to the issue. The proximal factors that has to be the it is about our own dynamic as a couple. Does that yes, make sense? Yes. Good. Um, we have a, a tweet from Pete. Pete says, how do you deal with a defensive person, especially when the issue at hand is directly caused by said individual? Okay, so the truth is, when somebody's being defensive, they're feeling attacked. And you might not necessarily be thinking that you are attacking, but they are feeling, Orwena, you are trying to wound me, you are assassinating my character, mm. I need to prove myself. And you're not going to have the argument stay at the it, at the issues that we need to resolve, if ever the other person is feeling wounded. The instinctive way to respond is to protect yourself. But sometimes in protecting me, I end up pushing back at you, hitting back. You know the flight or fight response? Yes. So when I am withdrawing, I might be flighting, running away. But I might also just fight back and be defensive and attack you. Either way, the emotional content of the conflict says it's not the right time to have a conversation. But be aware that there are some people who are so good at being defensive and attacking, that they actually just paralyze the ability for the issue to be resolved because the way that they deal with conflict is to just push you away and be aggressive or to completely withdraw and be silent and pacify you where the issue never gets addressed. So now the it is no longer about the issue we're going to address, the fact that you're giving your mom money. It's actually about the fact that there's a character flaw there. Mm. And because there's a character flaw or there's a personality flaw that limits your ability and therefore our ability as a couple to deal with issues, let's get professional help. Because I can't rewrite your personality brafresh you are 40 something mm. i can't even teach you how to be the best version of yourself when i don't even know what it is because you brought that baggage into this dynamic right so i need an objective person who can actually help highlight the fact that you have a personality flaw in the way that you handle conflict it's not just with tebiso but it's also with other people in your environment mm. that is why time and again when you're having conflict it undermines your ability to resolve issues because your way of doing things and the way of being actually makes it difficult for the it the issue to be as addressed because you stand in the way of the destruction. We're hanging out with Dr. Tsepi Somatenchi, educational psychologist. It's Conflict Resolution Wednesday on Metro FM. We'll take your calls after this break. I guess the art of confrontation, of arguing, of dealing with issues, 69% of conflicts in relationships are never resolved for, for various reasons. And uh, many of the things people are always in conflict about uh, include free time, money, housework, physical intimacy, and extended family. But we're also extending this to outside of your relationship, dealing with confronting people at work, 
in a restaurant when you're not happy with something, when you're at the municipality and you feel that the service is bad, and more often than not, you know that the, the, the white housewife uh, will kick up a storm, but Tina you know, will just sit there and wait on some... Hi, Ritlaring. Mm. 842, welcome back. We are hanging out with Dr. Tsepiso Matenchi. And uh, before we go back to the good doc, we're going to take a couple of your calls. Anonymous One, talk to us, please. Uh, morning, question, yeah, Yes, sir. What's on your mind, Anonymous? Um, okay, I've been in a long-term relationship with my lady. Um, we've always had this intimacy problem. I think our sex drives are not on the same level. Probably I'm way higher than she is. Um, I've tried to address the issue in more than one occasion and more than one matter, but then I'm not successful. So this year I've decided to keep quiet and let me just see what happens, because on my side it's starting to feel as though it's a force or there's a thin line between rape and force, you understand, Fresh. So I don't know how to feel anymore. So since this year we haven't been intimate, since I haven't said anything, she's not saying anything. So now I don't know what to say or what to do, because now I'm having to revert to other things which I'm not proud of, which I I don't want to, to affect our relationship. I think that is a small issue for us to lose what we currently have, but I don't know how to address it. Uh, anonymous, uh, let's uh, find out from uh, Dr. Tsepiso Matenji. Doc, uh, your your thoughts, your views? I love, I love Ananda's example. Um, so if ever you follow what you've been saying, you have been the one initiating the conversation and trying for her to understand, Hori, she needs to meet your needs. And I want to ask, when you move from just your needs, Anonza, to the needs of both of you as a couple, in terms of intimacy, connection, romance, keeping the fire alive, what the conversation there is. Because it's one thing to tell somebody, hey, now my sex drive is higher than yours. I, 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 you know, I need you. So if ever the conversation is also about pleasing her, about meeting her needs, about making her excited for you, has that conversation reached that level yet? Um, she she's the kind of person who doesn't talk about sex. Um, we've I've I've tried basically to I believe that I, I do a bit of research trying to understand the woman's side of you and I've I've read a couple of things which I've tried to implement with her, which I've tried to discuss with her, but then it's, it's not something that she likes to discuss or talk about or initiate or do, basically. Okay. So basically, as, as, as a woman, she's not comfortable feeling vulnerable and going that detailed with you about sex. It's a taboo subject for her. Yeah. Ukile waira anything as a man where you're feeling nervous and somebody wants to talk to you about being nervous. I'm not sure, Doc. Okay, so think, think think about it. Because of if you have anxiety about an issue, you are self-conscious about an issue. And may it not necessarily be about the sex. It might be because about her body. It might okay. be because of she does not have experience. It might be because of your member is scary. It might be all sorts of things. We don't know that, okay? So you mm-hmm. want to focus on your sex life when actually she might not be at the place where she's able to talk about sex in the first place or even her role in it or even your role in it because it's a taboo topic altogether. So how do we solve do this one? Solve okay, so what you are actually talking about is that there's issues that she may be having that you do not know and you are not able to facilitate. So go and seek a professional, not because of she's not talking about it, but, but because you want the, it, the sex life of your relationship to be the higher level. You want to build the intimacy. You want to build the connection. Go and have somebody talk to you about it. And sometimes, oh. by the way, when you're going to talk to that person, you actually look at the fact, what do I know about my partner? 
What does she like? What does she not like? What is she good at? So that you're actually bringing her into that conversation, feeling that you are validating, acknowledging, and actually uh, propping up and making her feel good. Because if she's going to go to speak to somebody feeling like, well, I'm not good enough, I'm not, I'm not a good enough woman for you, her ego will be very done, and she might not necessarily be at a space where she's able to be receptive to think about what she needs to do differently. Because if somebody's going to feel attacked when they come into a situation, they're not going to be able to talk about that issue. Mm-hmm. Does that make okay, sense? Not. Thank you very much, Doc. I think I'll have to set an appointment with you and then you can come visit you. Thank you very much for all your assistance. Thank you. Okay. Th- thank you, Anonymous. Thank you for uh, being so patient. Yes. Uh, Anonymous number two. Hi. Thank you for holding. Hi. How are you? We're good, sir. Uh, the good doctor is listening. What's on your mind? Um, uh, I just wanted to ask if you've been, I'm like the caller number one. I've been in a long term relationship. It was going well for a very long time. But uh, I think it's getting to a state where. I wouldn't say it's complacency made from both parties, but um, it's kind of like the arguments have been going on for too long that when I try to get my point across, it it always gets crushed because I feel like she rejects the way I feel but wants me to accept what she feels normally. So, I'll, uh, for instance, I'll say, I'll give you support in this and this and this and this, tell me what you need, and then I'll give her that support. But when I need the same support in return, it kind of comes back to say, but you are also not doing this. You are not, I'm not getting the response that I wish that I, that I would get or the support that I wish I could get from her. Yeah. And apart from that, I feel like, is it because we've been in, such a, in, a, in a relationship for such a long time that she does not see that these certain things that impact me um, that I want her to change for me with the same way I would want her to let me change for her, you know? And I just feel like right now I want to take a break, but is it really a wise idea or am I really uh, leaving things hanging from that perspective if I decide, look, let's take a bit of a break, maybe you need space, I need space. Uh, Doc, may I ask a quick question? Uh, my, uh, anonymous, does the break yes. mean we are taking a break but we're still together or does this mean you're seeing other people? No, 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 no. I wouldn't go there. I okay. just feel like, yeah, maybe you need some time to think. I need some time to think. Then we can come back and have a sit down and say, how has this been for you? Maybe to see the value in each other again or whatnot. Okay. That's a, that's a very um, level-headed way of looking at it, and I like what you're saying. Um, but let me, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way, and I'm always trying to cover an angle that perhaps I hadn't covered before. Um, you are at a place where you're feeling taken for granted, where you are feeling that your character is being attacked in the way that she's engaging with you. You are making accommodations much, much more than she is. She's much more self-centered and egocentric and literally looking at what she wants and how it needs to be done her way and not looking at how it's going to impact the both relationships. You're talking now about power differentials, like Anonza too. Now, if you're going to go to a situation where somebody is feeling in a more powerful position and you are feeling weaker, like you are being, you, you, you are being trampled upon, when we are taking a break, what is going to likely happen? Because you are hoping that and she's, as she walks away into her corner, she will somehow move from her space and start thinking, and I want to be with him. And for me to keep him, this is what I need to do. So you are hoping that the break facilitates some level of introspection and actually makes her think about who you are and what she needs to do to fulfill your needs so that the relationship go forward. That assumption is based on what? You've been with her for a long time. She has not been able to do it. What makes you think if you've broken away, that learning, that critical introspection will happen? 
she's, I don't know, just maybe hopeful okay. thing. So, if the heart goes on, that's suppose. So we, we can't take time out without making it clear what the time out is about. Mm-hmm. So what you are saying is very, very in, in crucial, right? So let's take time off to think. Maybe we need to go and speak to somebody. But actually, when we are taking time off, we need to reevaluate who we are what we want from the relationship, what we want from each other, because those things are not the same thing, right? Mm. If you are yeah. sticking to what you want as my woman, I need you to recognize that the relationship is not about, about what you want only. It's also about what I want. And also what mm. I want doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for the two of us. We have to look at also what is best for our relationship. But also just because we've been together and non too, just know that relationships go through cycles. What you're going through is normal. It is nothing unusual. It is nothing abnormal. It is, a, it is usual that we become complacent with time. And it's because we are not actively co-creating and improving and keeping the spark alive. Mm. We tend to, to, to but again, you settle and then you go into habits that are boring. Yes. And then it's no longer sexy to be mm. with each other. All right? So you are actually yeah. saying you want to take the relationship to the next level. The next level cannot yeah. happen if both of you are on the same page in terms of thinking about what that next level is supposed to look like. Am I mm. Yeah, very, very much. Because I also, I'm, I'm one that is also normally vocal in the relationship, but lately I've taken the silent thing. If she goes into that space, I just walk away and go maybe sleep. In fact, let's just hold that thought, guys, and we'll come back uh, straight after this break. We'll also talk about confronting your mother. Mm. we needed to take the break and uh, wrapping up with Anonymous 2 and Dr. Matenji. Uh, Apologies for that, Doc. No, that's perfect. So are we still talking about Anonza 2 or about the mother? Uh, (laughs) About Anonza 2. Let's just wrap up with him. Okay. So there's a level of maturity that you want to get to when you're having conflict. So when you're noticing that there's a particular way in which we're stuck in a where we're not really improving in the way that we fight, we're not resolving issues. You're actually asking for both of us to now start being critically introspective, not about ourselves, not about our relationship, but about the issues that we are tackling with. So if that issue is about sex or is about the mom, we actually have to put our egos apart and not just look at, I need to make him happy. Because actually, if we are fighting and we want to make the other person happy, we are looking at cooperation, we are looking at agreement, we are looking at just uh, you know getting along together. But the relationship does not trans- transform into the next level when we don't just focus on cooperation. We have to look at what is best what is going to take us forward. And sometimes that requires dissonance, being comfortable with um, conflict, being comfortable with um, uh, adversity. And adversity can bring change that allows your relationship to evolve. So understand how conflict is not always necessarily the wrong thing. It's about us moving from not just pleasing each other, because sometimes when we're doing that, we can end up feeling what I'm taking myself for granted, trying to please you. I feel violated. I become resentful. And then it does not allow us to move to the next level. So when we are focusing on the it, it's now about what is important. So how do I want to engage with my in-laws? And how do we as a couple want to engage with our in-laws, with our significant others? Mm. When it's about sex, how do we keep the fire burning? So that when I'm at work, you know, she is pining. It happens when you actually realize that self-correction, self-generation, co-creation is important. And when I say self, I mean the two of you as a unit. Mm. We are able to have conversations about, hey, Yamara, are you explore? Sure. It's not just Anonza to doing the research. Are you ready to gather the regular research? I look a lot about Wangbaring. Let's go and find out other ways to do this better together because we are both interested in learning together, not one person taking the lead and the other one following. Amen.
Uh, Doc, in closing, how do we deal with issues, unresolved issues, and confront our own mothers, family members, bosses even? Sure. <laughs> Um, the, 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 the power differential is very unequal when you're looking at your certificates, including your parents and your bosses. Yes. You must always remember on which side your bread is buttered. So even as we are having a conversation, or Mama, you know, the way you are engaging with us, that black text has to come to an end. You need to remember, or Mama, and some of us, we struggle with balancing all the different systems. Mm. So if you are talking to somebody who, who butters your bread, who's your door opener, you actually have to recognize what value proposition do they have and I need to still be able to be flexible in aligning with their values without compromising my values because I don't want to burn these bridges and when you are looking with somebody who's in an authority figure you're not just looking at win-lose meaning that they win or you lose or you win that they lose you are looking at a win-win situation you need to impress upon them how they can win while enabling you to win and how your win actually makes them win even further I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense in terms yes. of that but that's basically it for so some of us, we are so wounded by the person in the authority figure that we struggle to get to a stage where we want to look at making them be okay while making us be okay. We are struggling with different systems to balance those things. And if you are, you are actually not mature in terms of EQ enough to be able to engage at that level because you are forgetting or you are still subjective to what that person wants. You don't have the power, you don't have the authority. If they are not happy with what you're doing, they can easily chuck you out and cut you off. And if you're not able to deal with that eventuality, it's going to be very difficult for you to assert yourself. Anonymous on WhatsApp, um, I thought we were done, but we have to answer this because I know a lot of people that go through this. Um, I'm in a relationship with a lady for the last five years now, and the way she hates confrontation, whenever I have issues I need to raise, she just starts crying and the, uh, the, the conversation is over. Mm-hmm. How do I deal with this? Help. Okay. Um, sorry. That sounds like project management. You know when you have actually <laughs> somebody who has trauma, and whatever trauma, whatever baggage they have, make them hard, make it hard for them to deal with the issue at hand, the fact that the weather has changed. And when somebody has residual trauma from wherever and you do not know, and it's, 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 it's disabling your ability to relationship actively right now, then somebody else must do the project management in terms of healing that person mm. before they can relationship. Mm. Emotionally, that person is not ready to have a relationship because the relationship is not just a relationship because we're having a good time. It's also a relationship when we're having conflict, when we're having dissonance, right? Yes. And if you can't be active member of a relationship when there's conflict, then we're now need a project manager. That means a professional. Amen. Doc, where do we find you online? I know this. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, Matenji Consulting Services. Twitter at Timatend. Website, Matenji.com. Email, admin at Matenji.com. Doc, we love you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, family. Have a good day. Ladies and gentlemen, educational psychologist, Dr. Tsepiso Matenji. On that note, we are out of here. We need a thought for the day. Anyone have a thought for the day? Mm-mm. No? Be like Pearl and train, your life. <laughs> and, and, and train for Mount Kilimanjaro. Yay. Because we all have mountains we need to climb. Yep. Pole pole, they say. Slowly, slowly, we'll climb every mountain.